Welcome back to the channel. Since the first accusation emerged that the SARS-CoV-2 virus was created by the Chinese and or leaked from the lab at Wuhan, I have explained that no technology exists today that can tell us whether a virus's current anatomy occurred naturally or was modified by humans. The same is true of whether SARS-CoV-2 entered our world like every other virus before it or leaked from a laboratory. At this time, science is incapable of answering these questions for us. If science can't settle the matter, should that end our inquiry? The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with this. There are two kinds of evidence, direct and circumstantial. While direct is preferable, circumstantial evidence is still persuasive if it exists in sufficient quantity and the inference to which it leads is realistic. We see this illustrated in trials where people are convicted of serious crimes like robbery and murder on purely circumstantial evidence. In other words, the fact that science cannot settle the question about SARS-CoV-2 doesn't mean we should not consider circumstantial evidence. In my presentations, I usually give you factual conclusions based on supporting evidence. Today's presentation is the opposite. The questions I'll be sharing with you today are the result of conduct by the Chinese government that is irrational. And I don't mean off-kilter a bit. I mean completely irrational. However, since the Chinese government is generally quite rational, when its actions appear irrational, I have to wonder what I'm missing. Phrased another way, is there something the Chinese government knows that would change our perception of its conduct from completely irrational to making perfect sense? Is there something the Chinese government knows that the rest of the world does not? To be clear, I don't have the answer, but the situation that gives rise to the questions is intriguing and perhaps disturbing. China has been for some time pursuing a zero COVID policy. That has led the Chinese government to put tens of millions of people in lockdown for weeks when a handful of people test positive. This might not seem so irrational if people were dropping dead left and right from SARS-CoV-2. But that isn't remotely what's happening. Here in the U.S., total deaths involving COVID-19 stand at three-tenths of one percent of the U.S. population. But the numbers come with two codicils. One is that number involves people who died while suffering from COVID-19. There is no data available distinguishing how many of those people died of other causes while also having symptoms of COVID-19. In other words, the number of U.S. deaths from COVID are certainly lower than three-tenths of one percent. In today's discussion, for the sake of illustration, we'll say the actual number of deaths from COVID rather than with COVID is two-tenths of 1%. The second qualifier is the U.S. is the most chronically ill society on earth. And we know that the existence of comorbidities dramatically elevates the odds of dying from COVID-19. In other words, if U.S. deaths from COVID-19 are two-tenths of 1%, then China's death rate is very likely well under one-tenth of 1% 1 of its population. Under the earlier definition of pandemic, one-tenth of 1% wouldn't even be considered a pandemic. Another factor that makes China's response so insane is the dominant strain there is Omicron, just as it is everywhere else on the planet. For the overwhelming majority of people, Omicron symptoms are the same as hay fever or the common cold. 
So why is China taking measures one would only take if a contagion had a significant death rate? Does China know something about SARS-CoV-2 the rest of the world does not? If so, why does China have information no other nation possesses? Could it be because SARS-CoV-2 was engineered in a lab at Wuhan Institute of Virology? I don't know the answer to that, but I believe China's seemingly irrational actions now makes that a reasonable question. Next, we have the fact that China will not permit its population to be vaccinated with mRNA vaccines. To be clear, Chinese pharmaceutical companies are making mRNA vaccines for SARS-CoV-2, but they can't be given to anyone in China. They may only be sold to entities outside China. Again, I have to ask, does China know something about mRNA vaccines for SARS-CoV-2 the rest of the world does not? If so, why does China have information no other nation has? If China does know things about SARS-CoV-2 and the mRNA vaccines that we don't, what might that telegraph? Opinions can vary, but here's one I'd be concerned about. What if China played Fauci? Let's consider some information. The New York Post, Yahoo News, Fox News, Vanity Fair all stated that NIH's grant to EcoHealth Alliance was misused by the Wuhan lab for gain-of-function research on coronaviruses. Newsweek referred to the government's initial denials as an attempted cover-up. Numerous outlets ran stories about other grants to Wuhan being used in violation of restrictions associated with the grants. The New York Post also ran a story detailing that the Pentagon paid EcoHealth Alliance almost $34 million for biological weapons research. During a May 2021 exchange between then-NIH Director Francis Collins and Congressman Andy Harris at a subcommittee hearing, it was revealed that a major general of the People's Liberation Army, who is China's top bioweapons expert, flew into Wuhan in January 2020 to take control of the Wuhan lab. U.S. intelligence agencies reported an unidentified contagious disease circulating in Wuhan in November of 2019. I think it's reasonable to assume it was SARS-CoV-2. Two months later, a military bioweapons expert took over the lab. Was that a case of the Chinese government attempting to close the barn door after the horse was out? Perhaps the Communist Party leadership came to realize more was taking place at Wuhan than they'd previously known, and the Army biological weapons expert was sent in to evaluate and give leadership the straight scoop on what had actually been going on there. Then there are the things we've learned about the mRNA vaccines in the time since governments first pronounced the vaccines to be safe and effective, and a large percentage of the population of Western nations rushed out to get vaccinated. Through scientific research, we've learned that the vaccine spike proteins have been found in the liver, brain, and heart at minimum. Minimum, this causes inflammation of otherwise healthy cells in those organs. One study found the spike proteins created by the vaccines were causing heart cells to die. Keep in mind that this type of data is emerging slowly because it's being done on a shoestring. Large institutions won't fund this kind of research because that would put them at odds with the incredibly powerful pharmaceutical industry. Nevertheless, the facts are emerging and will continue to emerge. Since China isn't hamstrung by the crony capitalism that often inhibits meaningful research in the U.S., what if China already knows the full extent of harm mRNA vaccines can cause, which is why mRNA vaccines can't be used in China? As I said at the outset, lots of intriguing questions without answers at this point. 
my personal view is answers to these questions need to be pursued. A few moments ago, I mentioned the U.S. is the most chronically ill society in the world. In fact, the U.S. population is the most chronically ill society in all of human history. Why that situation exists is not a mystery. The great news is it's completely reversible. If you would like to live your healthiest life, allow me to suggest you read Body Science and act on what you learn from it. It will literally change your life. Well, we're talking about books that will change your life, may I also suggest you read Income Tax Shattering the Myths, which tells the truth about who Congress has actually imposed the income tax upon and who it hasn't. The establishment narrative that if you make money, you owe some to the government is completely false. You only believe it's true because you're the victim of the largest, most successful U.S. government disinformation campaign in history. But you're not only the victim of the government's disinformation campaign, holding that false belief that you owe income tax because of that disinformation has also made you the victim of what I call the largest financial crime in history. You're giving the government money that belongs to you and your family for no better reason than you've been programmed to do so by a highly successful disinformation campaign. The good news is the truth is crystal clear and easy to find. Imagine safely keeping 100% of what you earn from this day forward. That is what I give you in income tax shattering the miss. Did I mention I haven't filed an income tax return or paid a penny in income tax since 1993? And I'm not alone. Hundreds of thousands of people have safely left the income tax scam behind with the information you'll discover in income tax shattering the miss. Do yourself a huge favor. Go to drreality.news, drreality.news, and pick up a copy of Body Science or Income Tax Shattering the Myths, or both. Not only will these books change your life, if you let it, but in doing so, you will also help me to continue to be here for you with these presentations. Thanks for being here. Take care.